Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. This morning, the day after Valentine's Day, we're going to begin with a brief devotional thought with kind of the, the love theme from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another. So we see the word love there two times, Pastor. You kind of mentioned this earlier as we were talking. Uh, do you want to talk about, we see the word love there twice in English, but in the Greek it's two actually two different words, right? So love, you have the brotherly love there, which would be the phileo love. And that's more of the, I always think of it as, yes, you think of it as a love between brothers, or I think sometimes think of between soldiers. <clears throat> you know, you're there for each other, you're, you're willing to sacrifice to each other, so it definitely gives a, a higher level of just like a friendship love. Um, it definitely has that connotation. Jesus uses that with Peter as well, after talking about the higher love that we're talking about here. He says, am I even your friend, Peter? So we're getting into that in the season of Lent. That's where the, the name of the city, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Although I heard that after they lost the Super Bowl the other day that they were rioting in the streets of Philadelphia, so, so not lovely. brotherly love no. going on there. That's too bad. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the other side too. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit. But you know, there's a there's an interesting contrast between that. It almost sounds like um, this discussion you have with Jesus and Peter's relationship too after the betrayal mm-hmm. and, the, and the recommissioning, so to speak, you might say. But um, you know that first love there, let love be without hypocrisy, is again my maybe I'm just in Lent in my mind now, or getting there in that whole idea of all the disciples said that they loved Jesus. You know Thomas even said, let's go with him so we may die with him. Mm-hmm. And you imagine Jesus, you know, being comforted by that. Yeah, my disciples are going to go with me. You know we know it's going to be very dangerous. We know we're going to be put to death. But they all take off and run. They all betray him. They all do the opposite of what they said they were willing to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, as we're, you know, in the wake of Valentine's Day here, you know, we talk about love. I think it's these two words are very important for us to consider, you know, as, and i like to hear more of your thoughts on the first, well, both parts, but, you know, this, if we're willing to have this brotherly love, what kind of commitment love do we have? You know, we can talk about marriage, we can talk about parents and children, we can talk about our friendships, what kind of love do we share with that kind of hospitality, we might say, or just being there mm-hmm. for one another? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, love is such, it's such a watered-down word. You know, Valentine's Day really, I think, in many ways, is, does a lot of harm to the concept of love because it turns love into this emotional feeling or it's love into a, a uh, uh, it's something that uh, uh, lasts forever and then when you don't have this emotional feeling, you know, all of a sudden, well, do they really love me or blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and love, I, I always tell people love is a lot like another four-letter word, W-O-R-K, work. Uh, love is a lot of work. It, it's work to love somebody even when uh, they don't deserve your love or they haven't been returning your love. Um, but God here calls us, let love be without hypocrisy. Be affectionate to one another in brotherly love. We are called to love, um, and that sometimes is work. It doesn't say love when they deserve it. 
doesn't say love others when they're they're loving to you. It says love others uh, despite the way that they might be treating you. And that ultimately the picture comes from God again, right? Um, we read earlier in the book of Romans that, uh, and we just covered this in Bible class last week, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, right? That That's the love that God showed to us. That's that um, agape love, which is that first word love there, that agape love, that love that loves an object despite the way that object might be behaving, despite the way that object might treat you or be acting towards you, you love them or that individual anyway. And that's the love that God calls us to do. And again, this love is not, uh, we're not called to love hypocritically. And I think that's an important maybe uh, idea to wrap our heads around today because there's a lot of hypocritical love on uh, Valentine's Day, a lot of fake love, you know, oh, I love you, or, you know, all the kids in school are handing out candies, you know, and all those, you know, and is love just about candy? Is love just about, you know, giving a gift to somebody? Is love just a box of chocolates or flowers? You know, a lot of people, you know, that's a very common thought is, I just buy my wife flowers and then I sh- she knows I love her for the next year, you know, and that, go ahead. Oh, no, it's just you, great thoughts. I was thinking, uh, I wonder how many students or kids would give their valentines if you told them, no, you're not going to get anything back. Mm, yeah. You know, you're not going to get anything returned. Yeah. I would, I would hope that a lot of them still would do that because they want to show their you know, friendships, you know, in that sense. Yeah, yeah. That'd definitely be more the sense of that brotherly love. But, yeah. but I mean, that's, that's, under, that's what a gift really is, right? I think that's important to understand. A gift is something that you give not because you're going to get something back or not because you're trying to get something back from the other person or not because, you know, if you're giving somebody a Christmas present then in one hand and then holding your hand open in the other hand expecting a present back, you're not really giving a gift, are you? Um, you're paying for something, hoping for something back, you know, and that's, and that's yeah, not, that's hip- hypocritical. I'm subscribed to this uh, awesomemarriage.com, which I think is pretty good. It seems pretty non-denominational, doesn't really hit that agenda, but just this morning they said, we're going to give you this two-week course on Bible study, which talks about love that you can use for your marriage. Of course, they won't give it to you unless you donate some money. Oh. So is it a gift? You know, here's your gift if you donate towards yeah, us. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, it makes sense. I understand. You know, they need to fund their stuff, but, you know, it's not a gift if you have to give money in order to receive it. Yeah, yeah. I always used to, one of the professors in college, uh, I would always, after class, I'd say, I'm going to go donate plasma. You know, he's like, you're not donating plasma, they're paying you for it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can imagine who, which professor that was, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, we use the word donate in that, you know, in the sense yeah. that you're talking about, or in the case of plasma, but really it's, I was going to earn money because they pay you 20 and then 50 bucks later in the week if you give a couple times a week and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, that's not really, that's not really showing love. Whereas, you know, we have a good time to highlight, we have a Red Cross blood drive coming up here March 10th, um, and that's... You can't pay for blood. You know, they're not allowed right. to pay you for that. Um, they can give you T-shirts or give so you that's a, actually a donation, right? That's actually a donation, right? Which right. you're giving out of the goodness of your heart. You're sharing your blood so that others can uh, be uh, receive blood when they need it. So again, March 10th, sign up for that uh, soon if you are able to do that. Um, I'll be there. So, so this comes back to our your point of Romans earlier. Is that's the definition of grace? You know, it's it's Christ showing that non hypocritical hypocritical love. Hypocritical. Hypocritical. There you go. Unhypocritical. 
Sure. Sure. <laughs> I like making up words. Um, but yeah, it's the uh, it, it's it's the it's the perfect kind of love, and then we see that with His grace, you know, His love for us sinners, that forgiveness, that mercy, and then ultimately He calls us His friends too. So He gets that whole gamut of love. He hits mm-hmm. them all yeah. for us perfectly, and that's definitely a nice thought to be thinking of following Valentine's Day. You know, maybe yeah, we. We think of love in that context, and it's good to realize that God's love is always deeper than what we express or can imagine. Yeah. Well, and this this agape love is really self-sacrificing, too. That's another aspect to keep in mind is, you know, loving your wife, loving your children, loving your family, loving your church doesn't mean buying flowers once a year. It doesn't mean just dropping money in the offering plate on Sundays. It means giving of yourself, giving of your time, giving of your talents. It means doing the laundry. It means washing the dishes. It means shuffling the sidewalks. It means, you know, it's it's that's the self-sacrificing aspect of our lives that that God calls us to do is giving to others, loving without hypocrisy, um, because just pretending to love your wife once a year on Valentine's Day and buying her flowers, that's not going to cut it. That's not, a marriage is not going to make it if you only show your love by buying flowers once a year. Um, it's by it's by giving of yourself and and sacrificing yourself and knowing that these things, uh, uh, this work that you're putting into a relationship, uh, is what's gonna is what's gonna help you grow and flourish as a as a in a relationship. And that you know we can talk about husband and wife, but friendships applies to friendships. It applies to your parent to your your relationship with your parents. It applies to your relationship with your children. It applies to your relationship with with your employer employee. You know that showing that Christian love loving without hypocrisy, walking away from evil, clinging to what is good. That's what's going to that's what's going to result in blessings from the Lord. Amen to that. Let's pray. Lord God, you sent your son Jesus in order to rescue and redeem us while we were still sinners. Thank you for this great gift. Thank you for showing us what love is. Love is not that we loved you, but love is that you sent your son Jesus to rescue and redeem us to Uh, be the propitiation for our sins and for the sins of the whole world. Thank you, Lord, for this great gift. Thank you for that gospel message. And now move in our hearts and lives that love that you have uh, showed us so now we can love others even as you have loved us. Bless us this week in your saving name. Amen. A uh, number of updates, reminders. Uh, because yesterday was va- normally Tuesdays our uh, council meeting because uh, we it was Valentine's Day. We decided to push back uh, council meeting to tonight. So those are coming up tonight. Uh, so church council members, please note that. Um, that also means there will not be online Bible class this evening, and that's also going to be pushed off through the end of Lent um, because Wednesday night we'll be having church services. So please note no online Bible class this week and even through. Uh, the end of the uh, Lent and Easter season as well. So um, we'll be off for quite a while from that. And speaking of Lent, that picks up a week from today, Ash Wednesday, uh, February 22nd. Uh, We're going to be going through the theme of Amazing Grace, that beautiful hymn that was written by John Newton 250 years ago this year. Um, So we'll be taking a look at the different lives. We'll be doing profiles of different... uh, uh, Old Testament and New Testament believers, how God's amazing grace worked in their lives in order to, uh, in order to uh, bring salvation into their their lives through the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, so next Wednesday, I'll be kicking it off. We'll actually be looking at John Newton himself for the the first week. There'll also be a communion service next Wednesday as well. So please please take note of that, and we hope to see you there and throughout our series on again God's amazing grace. 
Uh, coming up the weekend after that, uh, the Christian Athletic League Tournament uh, is happening here at our facility. Always a big event going on the March 2nd through the 4th. Uh, we always need volunteers for that, so please check the bulletin um, and get a hold of some of those leaders of that event so that we can uh, uh, host a, a fun event as we always do. I um, already mentioned the Red Cross Blood Drive is coming up March 10th, uh, the week after that, so please mark your calendars if you're able to join us for that. I know quite a few of you won't because it'll be the CLC tournament that weekend, um, March 10th through the 12th, uh, which is up in Eau Claire. So we'll be sending our basketball, our grade school basketball teams up there to uh, represent Emmanuel uh, at the tournaments, and hopefully they all have uh, fun and a lot, of, uh, a lot of memories will be made. Uh, coming up at the end of March, March 24th through the 26th, is the uh, annual, uh, or, uh, annual arts camp. Um, Amber Casto is running that for us this year. We are in need of housing for a, a husband, wife, and third grader uh, who are coming uh, from out of town and are volunteering for arts camp. If you are able to house these three individuals, please get a hold of myself or Amber for that. Uh, which brings us to our prayer list for today. We have uh, quite a quite a prayer list as usual. Uh, our four cancer patients we're praying for, uh, Tom Jensen, Carrie Dale, John Hine, Norma Carlson. Uh, I just talked to uh, one of Norma's kids at church on Sunday and she uh, he said that she's beginning radiation uh, hopefully in the coming week and uh, it'll be about four or five radiation treatments over in uh, Rochester to treat the lung cancer. So the idea is they're going to hold off on treating the breast cancer till after this lung cancer is taken care of, but the prognosis is very good that uh, hopefully this should be able to be taken care of. Uh, we also pray for Ted Bartles, uh, Pastor Ted Bartles of, uh, down in Austin, Minnesota. He is, uh, underwent a very extensive shoulder surgery, I guess. Um, uh, requires a nine-month recovery, I guess, so pretty uh, intense. Sounds like it all went well, and uh, we pray for his recovery there. Similarly, uh, Sheila Burgess had pretty much a very similar surgery, and she also has uh, nine to 12 months of recovery as well, so we would keep her and Pastor Bartles in our prayers. We just found that out here uh, the other day. Yeah, yeah, so we'll keep Sheila in our prayers. Also, uh, this past weekend in church, we prayed for uh, a prayer of thanksgiving for Sean and uh, Meredith Whitehead, who had a baby, Madeline. Uh, Meredith uh, was is uh, the daughter of Carl and Luann Friedrichs here at Emmanuel. Uh, so we thank God for the safe delivery, and we pray that uh, the Lord would work in that baby uh, heart of faith as well. Uh, and then finally, we're, we pray for Ty and Val Landon. Pastor, you said you spoke to Val earlier. Yeah, she's got surgery coming up on Friday, and um, Ty's been having some other health issues with his feet and some other doctor appointments that he's had. So they both um, have a lot going on with their health, and so we want to keep them in our prayers too by their request and, and encourage them as we have opportunity to do so as well. All right. Which brings us to our uh, Proverbs series. We're doing Wisdom of Psalms Proverbs. We're in chapter 27. We picked out a couple of verses here that, uh, well, Pastor picked them out. He says, are they saying like Valentine's Day verses to me? So, <laughs> so Pastor, you want to kind of explain what you mean by these verses being Valentine's Day Proverbs? Sure. A lot of great pro Proverbs in chapter 27, so we'd encourage you to go read that whole chapter. But specifically verses 9 and 10. 9 says, Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Verse 10 says, Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. 
better as a neighbor nearby than her brother far away. So I'm going to comment on the first verse, and then you can have at you know response, and then share any th- thoughts you have. With, go first in the verse ten, Pastor. Okay. Um, ointment and perfume. You might think you know you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier with the kind of things that we maybe give on Valentine's Day. Probably not so much the grade school kids do those things, but they might give candies and so forth. And the ultimate thing that we see here is that those things are nice. Those things are delightful, whether it be the ointments or perfumes or um, um, I'm using some uh, oils in my office this morning for the vapor for my throat and stuff. So that's that's helpful. So those things are nice, and the, but the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. So the idea of that encouragement, isn't that the part of giving Valentine's when you're in grade school, is that there's an encouraging message like, hey, you're my friend, or, or be my Valentine kind of thing, or you know, still, still be my friend in that sense. So you have this encouragement, you have gifts, you have that love language of gifts here. Oh, and perfume are great, they're nice for the heart, they make you happy. Also that, that sweetness of a, a friend, those, those encouraging words are helpful for the soul as well, or delight, uh, counsel for that, it literally means they're the counsel of the soul there in verse 9. So it makes your soul happy when you get that good encouragement, especially uh, godly encouragement, which helps you focus on the Lord's perspective of this short life here on this earth. So. I like that little contrast there between those little, those little, let's say, valentines that are given that you care about someone, but also the encouraging words that always go along with them, too. Those go together quite well. Yeah, so I think the, the emphasis here is on the idea of friendship, right? And, and I, one of the most notable friendships, I think, in the Bible is the friendship between David and Jonathan, you know, these two men who it says their hearts were knit together and you know just seemed like they both had a common purpose and goal in trusting the Lord you know uh, Jonathan had a pretty amazing some pretty amazing battle stories David obviously fought Goliath and these two men you know they just put their trust in the Lord and uh, um, you know the Solomon obviously the son of David uh, knew about this as well and so he speaks about how important a friend is and then says or your father's friend and so you know no doubt David told Solomon about his his good friend Jonathan who ended up dying um, uh, uh, along with in the same same battle that, that Saul died in the, the king. So, um, but but here Solomon speaks about how important friendship is, and even better as a neighbor nearby, that friend nearby than a brother far away. You know, I think of my family. You know, I got a I got one brother in Detroit. I have a brother in Texas, and I have a brother in Belize right now. So my brother my brothers are all over the place, and you know they're still my brothers. I still love them. Uh, with modern technology, I can talk to them on the phone. And I can chat, video chat with them. But you know, there's something to be said for the relationships that we have right here, you know, right around us that we're able to, um, you know, I think of the friends that I have here at Emmanuel, here at this church, and you know we've been here seven years now, and or almost seven years, I should say, and. You know, I feel like I have a lot of brothers uh, here at Emmanuel, a lot of friends who, you know, really uh, have helped me through some tough times. And, and uh, the, you know, here it says, do not forsake your own friend. Better is a neighbor than a brother far away. You know, and the, the friendships that we build here and the friendships that unite us, especially as these friendships that are united in Christ, those are truly meaningful and last uh, beyond this earthly life and into eternity. Yeah, well said. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, worth pondering over too. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. the discussion on this. And I think like, you could tie it back into the work. You know, love is work too. You know, and friendships are work too. If you just expect everyone to be your friend and everyone to be should be loving and towards you, well, and without putting any work in, well, what are you doing? You're you're you know putting your hand out for a gift and not necessarily uh, 
willing to put the work in to, to treat your friend the way that they need to be treated as well. It's so. like a verse about that, let love be without hypocrisy. Yeah, love without hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, bring it back to the ultimate example is Christ, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. Christ was our uh, Christ was our friend. He came to be our brother. He didn't, from far away, just, you know, uh, look down on us. You know, he came and he became Emmanuel. He was God with us. He became a human being. He entered the human story. He, you know, took on human flesh. That's what he came to do to be our friend near us and he still is near us to this day praise god which brings us to our hymn of the day hymn 621 in the uh red lutheran hymnal we uh this is from the marriage section i don't think i've ever sung this one before um so we'll we'll, uh read it today O father all creating whose wisdom love and power first bound two lives together in eden's primal hour Today to these thy children thine earliest gifts renew, a home by thee made happy, a love by thee kept true. O Savior, guest most bounteous of old in Galilee, vouchsafe today thy presence with these who call on thee, their store of earthly gladness transform to heavenly wine, and teach them by in the testing to know the gift is thine. O Spirit of the Father, breathe on them from above, so mighty in, these, in thy pureness, so tender in thy love, that guarded by thy presence from sin and strife kept free, their lives may own thy guidance, their hearts be ruled by thee. Except thou build it, Father, the house is built in vain. Except thou bless it, Savior, the joy will turn to pain. But not can break the marriage of hearts in thee made one. And love thy spirit hallows is endless love begun. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.